Hello everybody, it is Rebecca here, the founder of Soul Cups, and it is officially the 1st of July, which means we are kickstarting the Plastic Free July full-blown month-long campaign. I am popping on here early because in about one minute, I will be joined by the incredible Josh Howard from Single Use Ain't Sexy. While we wait for a bunch of you to join us and say hello and um, sit tight, we are, I just want to run you through what the whole thing is about. So thanks, Josh. I can see you're on. I'm going to, I'm going to invite you in, in like 30 seconds. Um, basically it is officially plastic free July. And that means we get to use this Instagram soul cups as a platform for education to inspire you, to educate you, to empower you and showcase as much incredible information to support why we should eradicate the use of single-use plastics from our lives, why we should be better, stronger, more educated, conscious consumers and choose better options rather than, you know, basically destroying the planet around us with all of this single-use plastic. So what this month-long campaign means is that I will be interviewing thought leaders, brands, influencers, lots of inspiring and incredible humans to showcase what they do best, what they know best, and what they can teach us so we can all learn and be educated and inspired together. So without further ado, I'm gonna be joining um, Josh from Single You Say Sexy. I'm just sending him a join me any second. That will pop in and then we can kickstart this amazing interview. And we, oh, there you are. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. Let me adjust my lighting a little bit. I'm loving the sunshine. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Melbourne. It's not usually that sunny here. I was, we swapped. It's grey here and it's sunny there. <laughs> I know. And our lockdown swapped as well, didn't they? True. Unfortunately True. for everybody there. Josh, the, last, the last time we spoke, you were interviewing me on Ticker TV. So the tables <laughs> have turned. I get to ask you questions today. Um, thank you so much for, for joining me. Um, I, I will do a very, very quick introduction to you. You are the CEO and founder of Single Use Ain't Sexy. You created a solution so that everyone at home, at work, basically anywhere can replace the need for single use hand soaps, which I absolutely adore. It's a fantastic brand. It's a catchy name. It's super sexy. Um, so before we kick off the questions, just give me a little bit of background of what the brand is in, in better detail. Yes, yeah, so you can tell from the name that we like having a bit of fun with it. So our business is called Single Use Ain't Sexy. Uh, it's perfect to kick off Plastic Free July because it's all about eradicating single-use plastic soap bottles in the home. So we created this little dissolvable soap tablet, Australia's first dissolvable soap tablet, which I like to say is kind of like a Barocca tablet, but for hand soap. And so <laughs> very, very simply, the way it works is you get our sexy glass reusable bottle, which has single use ain't sexy on the front. You fill it with tap water, you drop one of the tablets in, it dissolves, and then it comes out as this beautiful thick white foam aloe scented hand wash that you wash your hands with. So the whole idea is to really lean into the whole, you know, donut economy and the circular economy so you're not chucking plastic bottles out so when you're done instead of a bottle going into landfill or our oceans 
you fill the glass bottle back up with tap water, drop another tablet in, and the whole cycle starts again. So one of these guys here will save up to 25 single-use plastic bottles from ending up in, in landfill each year. So it's, it's, I love it. I love it so much. And it's exciting. And we've just done a big crowd fundraise. So anyway, I can't wait to answer all your questions. I know, I know. You're going to tell us all about that. Don't worry. I promise we will we'll talk about it. I, I love seeing the passion in your eyes because it's, it's so much like me when anyone asks me to talk about the brand, you know, you get so excited and that's, that's what makes me really happy. So the first big question is what's the one big thing that you're doing as a brand to empower your community to be more sustainable? Like what, what is your messaging? What is your special secret, secret sauce? <laughs> The secret sauce probably fits in with my philosophy as a person and as an entrepreneur and a business owner is I want to make sustainability fun. I think that the, the, the future of sustainability and especially sustainable consumption is based on making it fun and cheeky and engaging and irreverent. So that is why our brand is called Single Use Ain't Sexy. Our tagline is don't be a tosser. It is about making sustainability fun for people so that they want to be more eco-friendly rather than nagging them or guilting them or shaming them into doing the right thing or not using plastic. Like, here's the thing. When you're a kid and your mum or dad tells you to do something and they're nagging you, you do the exact opposite. So <laughs> that is the philosophy behind our brand. It is about making a serious issue fun. And so a lot of the time I talk about our business as being serious fun, or as a mate of mine described it the other day, he said that the, the tone of voice is that of a naughty nun. So it's someone <laughs> who wants, wants to help people do the right thing, but do it in a fun way. And so we, the secret sauce, if you will, is leaning into making um, sustainability fun and treating the serious issue of single-use plastic consumption and serving it up to people in a way that is fun and beautiful, I think, sustainable products need to be cool they need to look good they need to yeah. be aesthetically beautiful they need to sit on someone's sink top in their kitchen or bathroom and i want our product to be a status symbol for people caring about the environment just the way aesop is a status symbol for people who love design and i think it's really important that people are allowed to look good and do good at the same time I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I love the idea that people would be using our products even if they didn't know they were eco-friendly just because they think they look cool as well. That's the whole point. That's it. I mean, that's the exact same ethos that I had when I created Salt. Why do I create the most beautiful, sustainable product? Because for all those people in the world that might not intrinsically believe in sustainability, they're still going to use it because they think it's cool. They think it's beautiful. And you know what? even as adults we still want to have fun we still want to be playful and we don't want to you know follow the rules so that's why i love your brand because you know i'm never going to grow up <laughs> and, and i love that you instill that your whole mission so it's um my next question is what are your top tips to somebody starting out in the world of sustainability because obviously it's plastic free july Let's create some awareness. Let's create some solutions. Um, what are your top tips? Okay. My top tip, singular, is just <laughs> have a crack at something. Don't feel overwhelmed that everything is so unmanageable that you don't know where to start. It's like when you have a massive you know, list of things to do and you just don't 
do any of them because you're intimidated by even starting. So uh, philosophically, big part of the reason why I started this business is because I suffered from eco-anxiety, which I actually think all of us do. It's this feeling that the environmental situation in the world is so dire and so significant that nothing that we individually do will have a significant impact. Hmm. And so I think you have to just bottle that and put it to the side and make small steps. So our whole business is about making it easy for people so that they don't even have to think you're frictionless, you're, you're integrating into their daily lives with the tablet. It's not hard. So I would say pick something that's easy and have that as your first step. And the amazing thing for me is watching people in our community who might start with us, but I always say our business is like the, the gateway drug into sustainability for people. And so after that, it's like, all right, what's one other little simple step? It's like maybe use biodegradable bin bags, maybe reuse all your sandwich bags, maybe do some home composting. So I would always just say, just start with something simple and then each little step-by-step becomes a little bit easier after that. Don't you reckon? 100%. 100%. That's literally, if you look at any interview I've ever given in the last six years, it's start with one thing, be successful at it, champion at it, and then move on to the next. And I You've done such a great job. I love your baraka. Like anyone can take a baraka a day. And, you know, you take your vitamins, you take whatever it is, you make your coffee. You can do that. Not a big deal. And I love that because you're making it, you're making it simple, and anyone can do it. Or probably really. <laughs> um, kind of answered my next question, which is why you started the business. Um, you know, I, I want you to talk a little bit more about that feat of co-impact because, you know, there's so much in the news, so much every day about terror, this and don't do this and, you know, the negative. And, you know, talk to me a little bit more about the positive and, and why you actually started the brand. Okay, so if you have a world which everybody thinks is on fire, there is actually a massive opportunity to sell people optimism and hope there's a big market for optimism and so it's about making people feel good rather than making them feel hopeless because i know that i'm not going to make positive changes if i feel like the situation is so dire that i can't have an impact and so the motivation behind starting the business was i was seeing all these plastic bottles under my kitchen sink and my bathroom sink and that i was chucking out i'm like what am I doing? Like, why am I chucking all this stuff out all the time? And, you know, you know, when you go away camping or on a weekend with friends and at the end of the weekend, you've got like all this rubbish and you're like, wow, I can't believe we produced that. And so that's why I started it. It was trying to find easy, simple ways to integrate into people's lives to get them to stop using single-use plastic. I've always, for some reason, I don't know why, I've always been obsessed with products that you just add water to. You know, when you're a kid, I think it started with those little, like, dinosaur sponges, you know? And so I love the Just Add Water category. And our mission is to own the Just Add Water category in the home, right? So if you think about it, as a kid, my grandparents used denture cleaning tablets. And we cooked with chicken stock cubes. And we drank powdered cordial. And there was just stuff that you added water to. And it was always so efficient. And so... For us now, you know, the initial motivation was to 
create products in the home that people just added water to and that which help them decrease their single-use plastic bottle consumption. So obviously on the front end, that's really powerful. On the back end, not shipping water is helping people minimise their carbon footprint in the supply chain because instead of a full container load of liquid-based products, we could have one pallet of the tablets. And so for us, it's just constantly now looking at different product categories in the personal care and the home cleaning space around the home that we can tabletize the raw ingredients in. And then you can just keep reusing the bottles over and over again at your kitchen or bathroom sink, which is the place where you're going to want to use our products anyway. So it just feels like it's a fit, you know? You know, I'm so happy that you brought up the back end aspect of things. That is something I'm so deeply passionate about is the lack of information, transparency and knowledge us as business owners should be responsible to educate our consumers on. Like people don't consider the full-fledged aspect of how does stuff get to you? You know, where is it produced? How is it produced? Is the factory sustainable and ethical in its practice? Is it, you know, is there solutions being built within your company system to support that journey? Like the fact that you're not having to transport liquid like the emissions that are reduced just from the minimization of cargo and transportation, like it's unbelievable. And that's the kind of stuff that inspires me. That's the kind of stuff that I want people to learn more about and hear more about, not just the surface level stuff. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, my, next, my next point is I wanna ask, will you join me in a challenge? It's called the No Cup, No Cup Challenge. <laughs> so obviously my goal is to get everyone to change their mindset about reusable coffee cups. And what I want to pledge to you is for the entire month of July, if you don't have a reusable cup with you or your cafe doesn't accept the reusable cup, you can't have a coffee. <laughs> Will you take this? <laughs> yes, but can I just caveat it with, I actually don't drink coffee. So it's probably uh, it's very easy. It's probably very easy for me to agree to take the challenge. Um, okay. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really good idea. I've been seeing what um, what has been happening in Bondi actually with with I think it's Sarah Wilson on this whole kind of no cup, um, you know, kind of like mission, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Look, my my philosophy is try and just reuse everything you can. So whether it's a coffee cup or you're getting takeaway, like. Places are not laughing you out of their cafe or restaurant if you're taking reusable packaging. Like right. maybe during COVID they're a little bit ambivalent because they didn't want to share. But usually cafes are coming around and there are a lot of services now like Noah and Parker and a bunch of others which are doing reusable takeaway containers. So I think a lot of people feel embarrassed sometimes to walk into a cafe and say, hey, can you use this reusable cup? I just want everyone to know you don't need to be embarrassed. Firstly, the cafes prefer it because they don't have to buy a cup and pay for an extra cup. They prefer it because they're getting way more environmentally minded now. And so they're happy not to be using the cups. And it actually creates a much better community around their cafe. So there's three really significant reasons why it makes sense for the cafe wanting you to do it. And I, I talk to a lot of people, especially maybe older people who would feel a bit embarrassed about like, ah, oh, that's weird. I don't want to do that. But it's not weird. And it's not, and it's, you know, it's not something to be embarrassed about. So yes, I will take that challenge with you wholeheartedly. And I hope everyone else does as well. 
I hope so. I mean, there's a, the big debate that's happening right now are, is actually the opposite. It's the cafes that are refusing to accept reusables. So there's, there's a split personality, right? There's the people like us who are not embarrassed, who are conscious and excited about it. And there's a mindset of those who are quite old fashioned, who are stuck in the excuse of, oh, it's COVID, so we, therefore we can't accept that it. it's not, you know, there's OHS, but there's enough science to back the fact that there's absolutely no difference between a reusable or a backup. In fact, more hygienic, reusable, and before because there's contact. So, I mean, what would you say to someone <laughs> who wants to use a reusable cup, but their cafe is accepting? I think it's hard. I think my honest opinion is during COVID, it is hard to get people to look past hygiene risks, particularly if they're getting information from different kinds of health bodies or whatever it is telling them not to do that. I think it's really hard. You know, like you're talking to someone from Melbourne and I think what happened when everyone had the initial freak out during COVID last year, when it really kicked off is everyone's sustainability sensibility took a back seat and it was right. just, what can we do to be hygienic? And so for us, it was about kind of putting ourselves firmly in the position of helping to solve dual crises, the immediacy of the public health crisis by getting people to wash their hands and then yeah. the ongoing single-use plastic crisis. So we felt that our messaging there was really genuine, really legitimate and really compelling. So I think if you're having issues like that with your local cafe, just try and talk to them and just explain to them that it's not, um, it's not worth you know, giving up sustainable principles just because there is the immediate public health crisis. If you genuinely don't feel like there is a hygiene risk to using reusable containers. Having said that, if cafes genuinely feel that way, I, I am sensitive to that. And I think we have to find a middle ground between not being too intense with organisations that are just also doing their best to, mm. to protect their communities. So it's a really tricky one. And I've noticed in, in Melbourne that as the lockdowns go up, the sustainability goes down. As the lockdowns go down, the sustainability goes up again. So it's a, it's a tricky one. And I guess each organisation or each business are doing what is comfortable for them at any given time, you know? Right. I think if, if I can give any direct advice, it would be make your coffee at home. <laughs> Contact the cafe or the Instagram and ask them before you in because then you can create a list of cafes that do accept them and exactly like you said start a conversation i think the biggest and best inspirational thing you can do is talk talk to your community because it's a community right cafe has a community every cafe owner is a person and it's starting that conversation um to to sort of round up this wonderful conversation i think what is your biggest learning as a sustainable business? Like after this whole crazy year and a half or two years of operation, um, how long have you been operating? Sorry, excuse me. Well, no, we, it... we, launched, we launched just over 12 months ago. It oh, has gone yeah. crazy. Like we've sold out yeah. twice in our first 12 months. Um, I what happened. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been really amazing like how the Aussie community has embraced us. I think mm -hmm. people want design-led sustainability brands, which is exactly why I think Soul Cups has been successful because the products are beautiful themselves. So I think for me, like, like we just raised a, a, an equity crowdfund. 
I was going to talk about it on this platform, but we actually fit, we hit our maximum target in two days last week, which I wasn't expecting, but it was further validation that people love homegrown sustainability brands that are design led and actually functional. So that was really exciting. And it's, it's just, just, it's just huge. cool. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. There's a bit of a delay. I don't mean to be uh, cutting you off. And I just, it's just exciting. So I think my mantra is uh, progress over perfection. I think that if there is a lot of us doing maybe small incremental changes, it makes a difference rather than a small group of people doing absolutely everything perfectly. So that is very much the lane that I, as a person, as, as an entrepreneur is playing in. I want to make sustainability fun and accessible to people. I want to make it easy. I want to make it affordable. Like our soap tablets are three bucks each. And the last thing I want to do is bring out a sustainability product and then price people out of being able to access it. So I think for me, that's been the big lesson is just trying to make sustainability accessible to people and just get them started on something, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I think that's beautiful and a wonderful way to sort of tie it all together. And there's so many incredible little nuggets of gold in this conversation. And I really hope that um, we're going to turn this into an IGTV. We're going to share it with our sort of networks and, and pull out all of these pieces of information. Because Josh, I think what you're doing is, well, I think it's so inspiring. I've loved watching your journey since we met. And I just, I can't wait watch what happens in the next 12 months for you. I think it's so inspiring. So if there's anything you're going to share with our community, with the Soulmate community, um, please do tell us where we can find you, the website and, and your Instagram handle and anything that you can and share with our Soulmates. Of course. So thank you for having me on, by the way. I, uh, I like that last time you and I chatted was probably just after we launched the business. So I feel yeah. like this is a nice little full circle moment for both of us. Um, you can find more about us at singleusainsexy.com or I would love for you to follow our journey on Instagram at singleusainsexy and a little sexy exclusive offer for the Soul Cups community because, of course, it's the first day of Plastic Free July that we're offering a little exclusive 20% discount off all our products for the Soul community. Wow. Um, use, use the discount code SOUL20, so sol two zero. And you can try our products and get 20% off. That is stupid generous. Josh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Such a beautiful conversation. I know we can talk forever, but we like to keep okay. these ones and sweet. Um, I will leave that wonderful discount card in the comments for IGTV that will show up in a few minutes. Josh, you are incredible. Thank you so much. Good luck with everything and let us stay connected. Awesome. Thanks so much. You too. And have a good uh, Plastic Free July. Thanks for doing this. I love it, by the way. <laughs> See ya. Bye.